test. This is this is just some test audio, just to make sure that everything's working. Well, not test audio because we want this to be on Apple iTunes, and they hate it when we do test audios. So <laughs> they're, totally. they're asshats like that. Yeah, Johnny, have anything to say for the test audio? Um, I guess I suppose I have something to say for the test audio, right, and that's to ask, what's this Apple test audio fiasco? What? What's this Apple test audio thing that you guys were just referring to? Oh, uh, it's it's that pretty much whenever I try to upload a podcast, they like go through our podcast, mm-hmm. and if we have any test audio, then they reject it. So wait, I didn't know this. Yeah, that's why it took so long to upload it on iTunes. Why don't oh. you just cut out the test audio? Because this is actually our intro. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's our intro. Bye. Recording. No, it's recording. Oh, la, la. That's how we started. That's great. I love that. I love that that became kind of a thing between us yeah. two. Yeah, it really is. Okay, welcome to we start a podcast. Uh, so finally, episode four because we take way too long on these things. That's okay. We're all busy college kids. Uh, so uh, guess what, people of the internet? Uh, we have a guest this week. Yeah. And our guest's name is Jonah. Do you want to say say something? Hi, everybody. My name is Jonah Lilienthal, and I was impromptu invited on this because I had their recording equipment. Yep. We literally went over to his apartment and we're like, hey, we need the recording equipment. Also, do you want to join our podcast? And he's here now. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I only have a four-page paper due on Thursday that I should be working on, but, mm-hmm. you know, podcasts are more important. Right. Yep. Also, it's Tuesday for those of you listening uh, in the future. So, yeah, that's where Jonah's at with life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just some backstory. So I don't know, have I mentioned, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I'm the president of the Film Producers Club here at Iowa State. Uh, and he works out. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's from an inside joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't make inside jokes. You guys wouldn't understand if I kept making inside jokes. Yeah, uh, but it's anyway. It's a primal to make inside jokes. <laughs> oh my God. God. Okay, we so, can't keep doing that. Fuck this. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So uh, Jonah is also a part of the cabinet of the uh, Film Producers Club. So that's how I know Jonah. And Durga's also in the Film Producers Club. Uh, that's not how Durga and I met, but that's how Durga and Jonah also know each other. So, yep. so we all know each other. Dur- D- Jonah's not an engineer like Durga and I, but that's okay. We <laughs> we forgive him. Yeah, um, I actually like talking about real things like English and literature. Mm. Right, real wow. things. Yep. Okay. That's like, that's it. Like fiction, real things. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Perfect. Well, okay. yeah, Jonah, welcome to the podcast. I, I guess we kind of like behind the scenes, we kind of ran you through how this works. I think you've gotten a feel for how low budget this is, so... Uh, Yes, we are speaking into a mic propped up on a dresser. This is quite <laughs> janky, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's what it's what, it makes it fun. You know? I hope when we make it someday, I hope our like actual studio has like a dresser that we like can prop a mic up on. It'll be, it'll be awesome. We'll have like you know day jobs as boring old engineers mm-hmm. making lots of money, yep. and then we'll have night jobs uh, doing podcast stuff. And I'm gonna have a band mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then we're all going to make movies together. Yep. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I hope I don't end up being an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's That'd be weird really if best. you did, though. Yeah, the English major turned engineer. What a good movie idea. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's like Goodwill Hunting, but it's like... Oh, yeah. But like Goodwill Hunting was like... I don't know, that one's just different. But yeah. it's like something similar. That'd be I good... mean, it's like a radical change in career path. Yeah. Like from janitor to uh, super genius. Yeah. But... Right, of course. Um How's everyone's week been? Uh, Jonah, why don't you start as the guest? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a guest. Um, well, this It's only week, Tuesday, but like... It is only Tuesday. I guess, how was your weekend? Um, my weekend was mercifully uneventful, especially after, I don't know if you guys have mentioned this on the podcast, we all participated in a 48-hour film festival. Oh, yes. Which was yep. an exhausting and very fun experience. Yep, that was... That was the previous weekend. We got second place, by the way. We got $25 between eight people. So we're $3.11 richer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, our One of our main actors, uh, Bill O'Loughlin, stole the 
the best actor award from Trevor, so Trevor's just stuck with the three dollars and seventeen cents or whatever. Yep, and uh, I'm a little. I'm not salty that he won because he did a great job. I'm glad no one else, no other film won. I mm-hmm. guess in my head, I'm just a little sad because I, I had to get held underwater and tortured for a couple different scenes, and uh, yeah, it was rough. Yeah, See, I, <laughs> and then you had to like go out in the wind, out in the middle of a field at night. It was cold. It was real cold. See, I don't know if we like actually won though, because like the third place group, they got twenty dollars between four people or five people, so they got four dollars a person. Yeah, so it's like, did we really win? It's the second it's the place? it's a thought that counts. It's not about the money. It's about the art. Mm. It is about the art. It's wow. about the art. So speaking of art, we yes. So uh, today we are going to change things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're going to have multiple different topics that we're going to go through. Um, and we'll kind of go through the, the, the whole art thing. That'll come back later. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil what the topics are right away. I'll spoil what the first topic is. We can get things kind of started here. Um, so the first topic that we're going to discuss is, is flat earth a legitimate science? I think it'll be fun. We'll riff on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll, get, we'll get different ideas. Uh, I mean, like, I guess I was inspired by this topic because I saw that uh, Netflix documentary behind the curve Docu series. No, it's just a documentary. It's not a series. Oh yeah, it's just no, one. Yeah, it's, you're right. I watched it with you. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> you watched it with me, Durga. Uh, yeah, it's a really interesting documentary. Highly recommend, by the way. It doesn't, it doesn't like take a specific side on whether or not flat Earth is is dumb. It more or less just kind of shows you that these are human beings and this is what they really think, and some of them set themselves up to look crazy and some of them actually say some really intelligent things that make you go what the hell are, th- are these i mean are they scientists what a good question listen and find out <laughs> so jonah uh, as the guest what what do you think about this let's get some yeah yeah starting some, ideas so as an english major i am the foremost expert on defining what a science is <laughs> oh, right yes. perfect. of course <laughs> um i I suppose science in like any language, it's kind of wavery exactly what the definition means. So I guess as a flat earther, if you apply some sort of scientific method to try and prove your claims about the earth, you are practicing a sort of science, but are your conclusions sound and scientific? Interesting thoughts, Durga. See, I feel like flat earthers, in a way, they are real science. It's like, because it's like, I don't think they're right. Like, don't get me wrong. I think flat earth is like, just not a good idea. Right. Right. But you don't have to be right to be a scientist. Because like, think about all the scientists that like died just contributing something to science. They're still scientists. Yeah. And like back in the day, like alchemy was considered a science. And like, sure, like that didn't do anything like, like alchemy, like we can't turn things like we can't turn lead into gold or anything like that. But it, like, paved the way for, like, chemistry and things like that. So I feel like, in a way, it is a science. Like, you don't have to be right to be a scientist and do scientific That's fair, but in this particular case, though alchemy, in this instance, was a precursor to later scientific advancement, Mm -hmm. whereas flat earth is a reversion of scientific findings. That's an interesting... Here's my thoughts. I think questioning something that is, like, pretty standard is not a bad thing. You want to question things, that's probably a good thing. You should be questioning things. That's where like the foundation of science comes from is questions. If you want to question like, hey, you know, uh, I don't have a good example off the top of my head. But if you want to question whether or not the earth is is flat, what, are you going to say something, Jonah? I mean, you can question the institutions of capitalism and that's a very healthy thing. Yeah, you should be questioning the institutions of capitalism, by the way. Uh, (laughs) But... Why do we always talk about communism? <laughs> you know, I'm just going to move on from this. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, you, you want to question things. That's a good idea. You should be questioning things. And that's where the foundation of science comes from. But at the same time, at a certain point, you the questioning becomes too much. Like at a certain point, you start questioning, like, I mean, if you want to question whether or not the government is lying to you, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You can question it. And, and in some cases, like, I do believe the government has lied to the people before, uh, but I, but once you start like backtracking on science itself, I don't know, but that, I, okay, I'll say this. 
I watched the documentary. I listened to what they have to say. I haven't actually done a lot of flat earth research because, I mean, just let, I, I'm an aerospace engineer. I'm an aerospace engineer. Flat earth is not real. I can tell you that for, now, for sure. But anyway, they, they have actual like scientific thoughts and, and methods. They, they have research. They, they spend thousands of dollars on this expensive equipment to, to do these tests. And it's really good that they're doing this stuff to question it. The problem that I have with flat earth as a science is that in all of the research they did, all of the experiments they did in the documentary, it all proved that the earth was not flat or at least had evidence to the contrary. Yet each time that happened, instead of saying, oh, this, this doesn't go well with our hypothesis, they went, ooh, yeah. Uh, it's not the hypothesis that's wrong, it's the science that's wrong. So we have to do a different method and try a different experiment. Yeah, and I think that's where they are most distinctly not scientific because they make the fallacy of assuming the conclusion. They're performing these experiments to get their answer, where science is more objective than that. You are making a hypothesis and then you're trying as hard as you can to prove that hypothesis wrong. So then you can then say, okay, it is right. See, I feel like this also gets into like an interesting topic of like, is pseudoscience like, you know, I, I guess flat earth is kind of a pseudoscience in, in, yeah. in a way I'd like consider it. Maybe that's just ignorant of me. I'm not really, <laughs> I don't familiarize myself too much with the conspiracy theorist pseudoscience. Anyways, it, it's interesting because like, where do you draw the line between pseudoscience and actual science? You know, it's like back in the day, like, let's go back to like the time of Galileo or like Newton when he was like, Yo, based on this one formula I made up, I can predict the gravitational pull of Saturn. Like, I, I can predict how much I weigh on Saturn based on this one equation I just made up. And that's like, like back in the day, they were probably like, yo, that's not how that works, homie. Mm -hmm. like, they probably didn't say like, you know, I don't, I don't think they said <laughs> yeah. that. But like, yeah, they probably talked differently back yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. Was that Victorian era? Would they, would they have said like, Tis but thy name, that is my enemy. Would, would it be like that? <laughs> I, see, I don't think people actually ever spoke like that. That was really? that was more like Shakespearean writing. Really? And so you'd write dialogue like that. So like you don't people didn't talk in iambic pentameter. That's a very Whoa. Well no, I knew that people no, I didn't I knew that people <laughs> Wait. Yeah, Ooh. back in the day when everyone spoke in iambic pentameter and all their words had to rhyme. <laughs> no, no, no. I knew that like people didn't talk like in a... In Lots a, of really good rappers, by a, the way. <laughs> no, I knew people didn't talk in like a rhyme scheme and stuff. But yeah. like, I didn't know it was just in the writing. I thought it was like people kind of... People were like, I b bite my thumb at thee and... Um, Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? See, your examples here are still an iambic pentameter. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. See, it's like, I just thought that's how they spoke. I just thought, like, it was, I thought it was resemblance of the time. Yeah, it's sort of like, poet, we don't speak in poetry, yeah. but it is still, like, a cultural expression of our times, in a sense. But it doesn't reflect how it I'm like a little speak. mind blown right now. I'm not gonna lie. I sound like such an idiot. But like, <laughs> whatever, whatever. What a, what an interesting tangent. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah. All I'm saying is like, okay. So back to the the idea, right? It's like, back in the day, during those times, people didn't really have a whole lot to go off of, and they still they still had a hard time believing, like wrapping their heads around these ideas. And we can't we can't really differentiate ourselves from people like back then, like. In certain ways we can, but like, what's not to say that like certain pseudosciences are true? Yeah. So when it comes to like the idea of questioning um, things, that is a good thing. We should be encouraging people to come up with these like hard questions and, and say like, hey, what if something we know is not quite 100% correct? Because you're right, Durga. That's what they did back in the days of like, yeah, like, like Galileo, mm -hmm. like he questioned what was considered fact at the time and said, hey, what if, like, you know, the earth is round? I mean, that's a, that's a good thing. I'm you should pretty be sure it wasn't... Galileo is the, the sun in the, the middle. That's Copernicus. Uh, that's Copernicus. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I am not looking too hot right now. <laughs> yeah, I get schooled by the English major. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the, the, like, so... It's, it's going back to what Jonah was saying earlier, is that if you want to question them, that's fine, but you can't 
do a scientific test with a preset conclusion in mind. You have to do it as, here's my hypothesis, let's see if the scientific experiment supports my evidence. And, and I know, like you can argue that like, oh, what if we don't have the correct, correct technology to properly detect whether or not, you know, uh, the earth is actually flat. Well, here's the thing. We sent people to space. We saw the earth. It's not flat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have photographs. We have pictures. It's just, I think... We have videos. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I actually watched an interesting video from a YouTuber called H Bomber Guy. He's sort of like a leftist uh, YouTuber who frames it through like video games and uh, movies and that type of stuff. And he was talking about how these flat earthers use evidence like... Uh, uh, man, I'm blanking. Um, JPEG files, how they get compressed... They're like, oh, this section of this image if of the Earth, if you zoom in really far, looks blurry. Whoa, they edited the footage. <laughs> no, it's a compressed JPEG file. <laughs> it's like, enhance. Yeah, enhance. and with that enhance. type of stuff, that's why I'm like way more apt to classify flat Eartherism as a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. You're looking for a reason for there to be this grand conspiracy that's looking to fool you. Mm-hmm. And my core problem with that is, why what good would a power have with fooling everyone that the earth is round yeah that's my thoughts exactly what does the government gain from lying to us about the fucking earth what what do they gain uh, the only argument i hey, can see I just, is i don't want to be that guy who like watch the game because it is like the gain on the mic i'm watching i'm watching the game right, Durga. i'm watching but anyway what does the government gain they can they can lie to us all they want about the the size the shape of the earth but what uh, the only thing i could i could see as a legitimate argument is that where they're funding all this money into nasa and uh i guess nasa's fake it's not real because you know the earth is flat and stuff so then all that money going to nasa doesn't do anything then why are they consistently cutting funding to nasa yeah uh, but also like so much like other things have come out of nasa research like they don't just like do just uh, uh, there's so many things that come from nasa nasa should be a respectable uh uh good loving organization it's a much better investment in nasa than 700 billion dollars in our military yeah complain about the military also vaccines don't cause autism <laughs> trevor take a deep breath here but take, take a deep breath <laughs> just i the, the people no no i need to say this the people need to hear this the documentary okay they're they're talking to these people and these people are like oh yeah the earth is flat uh i also believe that vaccines uh you know it's just the government trying to implant chips into our brains so they can control us no no and it's like it was interesting actually today it's funny because i actually got an email saying watch out for measles because apparently there's an there's a measles outbreak in like northern iowa or something yeah so which is just like wild to me it's like like this doesn't need to be an issue right yeah yeah like really you know param our friend he was on the first episode he was the guy ringing the bell right yeah. made a really <laughs> good point <laughs> yeah this is this is cameo part two he was ringing the sex bell huh the sex bell yes <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh but they don't know that one. they don't know it's a sex bell <laughs> yeah now it's got weird <laughs> it's not weird <laughs> okay anyway he made up he made a good point like the people like the kids in middle school who asked the question like uh why are we learning this are the same people that are like uh the earth is flat and vaccines cause autism <laughs> <laughs> why do we need to know the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell so you don't say something stupid later in life that's why <laughs> it's really really though like stay in school don't do drugs yeah <laughs> is it is it really that hard my god okay i'm starting to, we should we should switch the topic do you want to switch the like, topic yeah. wait i feel like there's more to say Joe, do you have anything else to say yeah, do you have anything more else to say um, that's not like ranting and angry. okay i have something to say about oh uh, vaccines <laughs> okay okay here's the thing even if vaccines are just the government implanting chips into our effing brains okay the other thing to look at is the fact that we almost had measles completely abolished it was almost gone we almost had it the the problem was solved and now it's back okay you're screwing everything up anti-vaxxers i feel like we should move on before trevor like like chokes them out right now (laughs) how did we get to anti-vaxxers in this flat earth segment Uh, because the people that are flat earth are also a lot of times anti-vax okay that's that's a very generalized that's i know i'm generalizing i'm okay here's the thing if you're a flat earther 
Send send us an argument at our oh yeah at our, at our, our Gmail. Uh, yeah, we start a podcast at gmail.com. I want to hear key plug. <laughs> I want to hear you. I'm an aerospace engineer. Okay, I want to hear your argument. Convert me. If you if you have good compelling evidence, convert me. I want to know. I want I want to be in the know. I want to be in the reality that is you know true reality. You know I don't want the government lying to me. All right, all right. Let's 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 move on to the next topic. Okay. <laughs> Wait, let me do. No, no, we're not no, doing on. that. Put the guitar. It's, no, it's okay. No, this, is, this is our transition song. <laughs> Wait, hold up. I don't. I'm just. I don't have anything uh, in mind yet. I was just re- making stuff up. Wow, this uh, is a smooth ass transition. Hold up. I have to get a pick. Oh a my pick. god, I'm gonna cut this part out. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Okay, that's it. That's that's. I don't know if you even picked up that, but we'll find out later. Okay, so topic number two <laughs> is what is it? Oh, it was <laughs> the importance of critics in like film and writing. Like, do we need them? Are they are they important? are they important? And what do they, and Jonah? This is quite topical because Jonah here, as he said before, is an English major. So and he also uh, you can say it. Yeah, you're you're minor. Oh, I am also a uh, world film studies minor, and uh, it will be unsurprising to everyone from that background to hear that I think critics are of paramount importance in our conversations about art. So you could say that critics are just like, oh, is is thing good or bad? But like those are more popular film critics. So like guys like Jeremy Johns or um, Chris Stuckman on YouTube. I don't pers- subscribe to them both. Good yeah. honest. I mean, <laughs> both. I mean, I'm I'm subs- I've been subscribed to them before, and like what they do is interesting. But it's more of like a product review. Is like, is this film functional? But right. I don't th- like that. Is kind of like vapid, and I can take it or leave it for me. But I think like true film criticism that's like really digging into the ideas presented in film, or I guess this applies more broadly to a work of art, is incredibly valuable because it creates this conversation of understanding and meanings that are latent in these works of art that you might not otherwise see. Right. Wow, that's that's really interesting. I have a lot of things going on. Yeah, right what do you, what do you have to say to, on that? On I think matter? I think that's really interesting. Like I think it's interesting that you bring up the idea that it's like the way that like people see critics is they're reviewing a product and i think that it's really interesting because we do definitely need to take away the idea that like like movies like like any like a piece of writing is is just a product it's not it's not just there to satisfy our needs but it's there to like bring ideas into the world i'll let you finish what you have to say but i have i have a thought on that matter i'll kind of i'm gonna come back to it finish what you have to say kanye west me no (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah, I, th- I think I think it's just interesting because like we can't, like you're completely right in the idea that we can't see things just as a product. We have to see them as like, like they're not just a means to an end; they're an end in in themselves. Which is, again, back to the whole deontology utilitarianism idea a little bit. So. so I guess on that idea of like like it just being a product, the other thing that you have to consider though is that going to the movies does cost money and not everyone has a ton of money to be shelling out to go to the movies. So in a way, what people like Jeremy Johns and Chris Stockman on YouTube do is product review, but it's not a bad thing. It's sometimes like, like I think there's a good, there should be a good balance of like what types of critics are out there. Cause you should have critics like, like Roger Ebert is a great, Roger Ebert is a great example of a critic who had a lot to say about film as an art. Um, yeah, actually, Roger Ebert's kind of like a middle ground between like popular film criticism because like he had the Siskel and Ebert show where like it was thumbs up or thumbs down on the film, absolutely, which is m- much more like a popular film critic reviewing a product sense. But yeah, he was also such an eloquent writer that he really dug into his films, even in such like a brief popular form. Yeah, so it's like that stuff is important but it is also important to have people that that can just flat out tell you like hey is this movie worth spending my money on because i mean if you're someone that like you want to go out and like watch a movie but you don't have a ton of money to spend on the movies like you want to know like which movie should i go see i mean should i go see this new hellboy movie that's in theaters or should i wait and spend that's my money on... hell no <laughs> <laughs> or should i wait and spend my money on you know avengers endgame you know people want to know like is it worth putting the money down 
So I think that, but at the same time, I also think that like you should absolutely have people that like can get into the art side of it to, to create that like sense of conversation about like film is an art, you know? Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying there. Like they do provide, I think I might've been a little unfair in my critique of Jeremy Johns and Chris Stuckman, <laughs> but like they do provide a necessary service for a certain type of film goer. Yes. But I do also think in some extent, like to some extent rather, they sort of lower the level of discussion of uh, film criticism. Um, and you get to the sense where like people think criticizing art is about evaluating whether it's good or bad rather than analyzing the meanings of art and like really digging into that, how meanings are made through the filmmaking techniques. What's the cinematography saying? What's the sound design saying? Right. I think it's also interesting because it, I, I think the way that jeremy johns chris talk because i you know i watch the, the both of them but i also don't like take them to heart i think like first certain kinds of movies they they give a better idea of like of like how the movie is yeah it's like because i'm gonna good be honest for, like blockbusters yeah. marvel movies yeah, other exactly, action movies, exactly. but like stuff. like i i remember watching oh, shoot i forget what movie i think it might be like loving vincent or like 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 one of those like super artsy one maybe even like like Ladybird, that's not like an artsy one. And I I remember like not agreeing with them like at all, like in some of the things that they were talking about because like both both of which I like a lot. You know, I love Ladybird. Oh, there's this one movie called The Florida Project. Oh, I love The Florida Project. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's such a good movie. And I remember seeing reviews. I don't think it's from them too, but like I remember seeing reviews that it was just like a boring movie. But like, oh, the color in that movie and the use of colors and sound design is it's really really good. Yeah, and also when you get into like more artful discussion it isn't about whether a piece of art is boring or entertaining it's mm -hmm. about what the art is saying mm -hmm. more so yeah and like right. admittedly like whether or not you're entertained by that art can affect how much you get out of it mm -hmm. but right. like that type of stuff is more pushed to the side because it's not as important as discussing the actual ideas mm -hmm. present right so i guess in a way what it sounds like we're saying here is it's not about like whether art criticism is a, is a good thing or a bad thing, but it's all about, like, there's different types of critics out there. Like, there are some critics that speak to a general audience. Like, like when it comes to movies, you have people like Chris Luckman who will speak to, like, a general audience that, like, may not be as invested on what the deeper meaning of a movie is. Uh, so they're going to speak to you on, like, hey, I'm just going to... Is, is Can I watch this movie and be entertained? But then you have people, other kinds of critics, that'll come in and say things about like yeah this is what it means this is what why it's important um so i mean do you have any other thoughts on like like why that type of critic is is important like, like in a society level uh, i guess because i think it's also i'm just gonna play like real quick devil's advocate i think in a way i think critics also like hurt um the movie genre because it's like um in a way like if if a movie doesn't do well enough like if 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 it gets a bad review, then a lot of people aren't going to see it. Like, I think like people are subject to groupthink. And I think at the end of the day, I think what really matters is if a person is subject to groupthink more so than like another person, then they're just like, they might not even go watch the movie because they, they'll just follow whatever the critic says. And I think, yeah, I think that's what like a lot of these, like, is it like out of five stars? Like, what do you think? Like, people who just like look at that versus what the actual conversation is mm -hmm. i think appealing to critics like like appealing to that kind of audience actually hurts the film industry so i think like it is paramount but only to a certain level because i think it does hurt the film industry quite a bit see i disagree that it hurts the film industry because like what's the point of art if you're not going to like talk about it and like share your thoughts on it with other people right it's like a very communal experience yeah. and that's the role that critics play and i think with like people shying away from going to see things that that goes back to like they're viewing it as a product review mm -hmm. they're not viewing it as like a discussion about the ideas present in a work of art yeah and i think i think it's just like it like just creates that dichotomy between like i think like especially right now like more so i think in years past more so compared to years past, I think the film industry is a lot less, um, like there's more of that dichotomy between like action packed blockbuster movies and these like underground, like, like almost like, I don't want to say like indie art house films because like, Oh yeah. There's definitely like a polarization yeah. where like, yeah. 
people because the rise of streaming services and like television is like way older but um it's really reduced like the energy to like go see a movie so like in the 1930s and 40s people would go to movies like two or three times a week yeah so then they could so then classic hollywood could just pump these things out because people were really hungry and that mm-hmm. was their form of entertainment right but now like there's so much more entertainment competition in in the uh, marketplace so um these big companies have to like invest tons of money so people only think the movies that are like these gigantic spectacles like an avengers infinity war or endgame or whatever marvel movie is coming out is the only reason to go to a movie theater Mm -hmm. so then that's the only way you get like the big mass general audiences so then you don't have like those mid-sized movies anymore and so you either have the pull of okay you need to invest a hundred million dollars in a big superhero action movie blockbuster or you cater to like the art film audience where you make a smaller independent drama because mm-hmm. it's like there's certain movies out there though like 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 to me they're like jaw-dropping that aren't like super blockbuster like loving vincent like like honestly first scene of that movie like my jaw my jaw was like on the floor because it was just like beautiful i thought and like movies like um even some wes anderson movies like um grand budapest great example uh like the use of like i'm just a huge fan of like use of color in movies you know Mm -hmm. um and i think honestly like i really hope movies like um spider-man into the spider-verse become so much like a lot more popular and a lot more mainstream because the the use of color and the use of like like a frame rate and animation like sound design like all of that was so like enveloped in in the movie and i think what we're coming to a point where you kind of have to sneak those things mm-hmm. into existing properties yeah. because studios aren't willing to invest in yeah. movies that aren't tied to an existing property. Yeah. So you need people like uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller <laughs> who are willing to work within existing properties to then comment on those properties to make actually interesting blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so I guess, I mean, just another way to play devil's advocate with the idea of like the role of the critics here is... Um, do does does having critics that like speak to the art side of like film does that kind of uh malign the experience of because art is supposed to be a subjective experience to everyone like everyone is supposed to experience like a piece of art in their own way so does having a critic that like gives their thoughts on it and puts it out in the world does that hurt that idea that art is supposed to be for like everyone's own individual like experience does that shape that also kind of going off of that like i guess a sub topic is like is hollywood also like contributing to like this kind of this kind of like branding like movies or a product versus an art i feel i feel like more so they are oh i mean like definitely to like hollywood studios movies Mm -hmm. are a product Mm -hmm. yes absolutely yeah and i think that's why you have that type of film criticism Mm -hmm. that reviews them as products yeah and that results in films like The Witch or Hereditary, mm-hmm. like tanking at the box office. I'm gonna be honest, I just really didn't like The Witch. <laughs> I, I enjoyed really The Witch a lot because like people get like a lot of these ho- bigger Hollywood movies, and like those movies are kind of like this middle ground between like mainstream horror and art house. Mm-hmm. And because the expectations of mainstream horror are not met, then there's like this more community backlash to it because it doesn't meet the standards of the product they were expecting yeah interesting yeah interesting yeah i really so, liked annihilation though annihilation was a great movie you know? <laughs> that's uh, i uh, guess that's relevant to yeah, just, wait he just mentioned annihilation annihilation and with the witch no he no. said hereditary and oh the witch. i actually yeah. haven't seen hereditary jk god damn i'm sorry Derek, why are you okay. on the, uh, uh, <laughs> why am i on this podcast i should just okay leave. trevor Bye. you you framed an interesting interesting question that i don't think i quite got to okay could you please repeat it? Yeah, yeah. So the question was, How does... respectful. I hope our future guests <laughs> are like that. Can you please repeat it? Wow. Oh, we don't even talk like that. I'm just like, yo, what the fuck did you just say? You need to learn some respect, Durga. <laughs> anyway, what I was saying, the question that I posed was, does having a, a critic that speaks to the more artsy side of a movie, um, or I guess we're talking more like specifically movies here, but I guess like, I, I, I guess... The topic is more broad to just art in general. Like, let's say, like a, a Jackson Pollock painting, um, or uh, oh my gosh, who's the guy with the the, the cubes guy? 
the oh, painter, cubism. famous uh, cubism. Wait. Oh, Picasso. 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 Yeah. Picasso. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, Ob- I'm from... obscure painter Pablo Picasso. Yeah. I'm sorry. I promise. I'm not uncultured. Um. Anyway. So to to have it like having a critic, um, speak on like what they interpret the meaning of these different paintings or what a film or a book or or really any form of art, music even like. Does having critics like give their ideas on what it all means? Does that help or does that hurt the individual experience that everyone is supposed to have in like a subjective world like art? Does that hurt them? Because like now you have all these critics that say like, oh yeah, Annihilation is a movie about cancer. You can't interpret it any other way. I guess they're not always saying that. But wait, Did I, I, was, is it really? I just watched Annihilation yesterday and I read up on it today and oh. I read it was about a movie about cancer. We can discuss that later. But. I mean. Annihilation is about sort of self-destruction. Yeah, I was thinking it was like self-destruction, like things like that. I didn't didn't know it was like... (laughs) Anyway, tangent. So I think what like the heart of your question is, does having critics like privilege a certain perspective on works of art? Yes, absolutely. And I totally get that. And I think to a certain degree, critics' perspectives should be to some extent privileged because they are more likely than not, those critics are coming from a place where they have a vast experience with whatever field they're criticizing. Yeah. Um, so then they have a unique and informed perspective on the thing that they're talking about. So then you can learn from them and what they see in something. Right. But I don't think that that then eliminates the individual experience. I think it enhances it because you can have your individual response and then you can compare your response to the critic and then sort of uh, work around like what are the contradictions here in our readings and that is an interesting experience in and of itself on top of the experience of experiencing the art interesting that's, interesting. A, that's a really good well thought out answer yeah wow, wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything to say on that yeah nothing to say yeah nothing to say all right it's um, almost like i talk about this yeah <laughs> like a, for like, like a living yeah that's weird <laughs> All right. Uh, Does anyone have any other last thoughts on uh, this topic? Um, So we were talking a little bit about criticism and how that can privilege certain perspectives. Yeah. But I need to rant about a certain critic that I just. I want to call somebody out. Yeah. I'm gonna sit back. I I get one of a rant last time. This is your. your I don't know if you guys are familiar with this YouTube critic called Mahler and like his group of yeah asshole friends I don't yeah think, I don't a little think bit. so I, it sounds like something okay. the dude did like an eight hour rant on the last Jedi oh I've heard of him mm, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the exact that's yep yeah, yeah. okay I love the last Jedi but that is not informing why I dislike this guy. whoa 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 you love the last hold up controversial opinions aside okay we got maybe we should cut that part out <laughs> i don't want to be you know i don't I like, like the last jedi no 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 we can't start no we can't talk about the last jedi that's people I'm, I'm just giving the people a context for like okay maybe this is a reason why i'm particularly disposed to dislike this okay <laughs> i know just people are gonna come for your head now jonah i want you to know are many uh, many millions of viewers are gonna rant yeah why are you all yelling at me i'm right of them <laughs> all 15 viewers mostly our friends they're gonna hate you <laughs> Um, so anyway, the smaller guy, his core philosophy for critiquing art is that you have to objectively evaluate whether it's good or bad. So he like frames it as like he has his personal opinions towards art, but there's this like robot construct that he's made that he says is the objective brain what the that then fuck? evaluates every scene and is like, this is good this is bad even if i enjoy it i can recognize that it's objectively bad and he pretends like this robot is objective and it's like no that's not how that works because the robot is a subjective construction from your mind about what is objective what that sounds so what that's that's just dumb like what the fuck yeah like he's had people like i don't know if you're familiar with like video essayists like just right Mm -hmm. uh jack saint yeah these people who um like actually have thoughtful film criticism right yeah and and he's like well um but you're excusing things that i say are objectively bad and they're like yeah because it makes sense for thematically of the movie or like it's a concession i'm willing to make so you can have this character arc moment but he's like yeah but it's objectively bad it's like okay that's fine it doesn't matter that much to me because it doesn't matter for my interpretation of the film but he's like yeah but you have to recognize that it's objectively bad it's like that's not how it works. Wow. Wow. I just, yeah, you can't, it's hard to bring objectivism. I feel like that could be a whole topic on its own. Yeah. Objectivism and like 
subjectivism. It's, it's a it's a hard line to to play, but yeah. it's like ultimately it's kind of, it's hard to recognize. But like you can't make art objective. As much as I want to sit like sit here and be like ah Michael Michael Bay's Transformers movies all suck. <laughs> like ultimately, if someone likes them, I can't take that away from them. Yeah, I mean like we can all agree like oh the transformers movies are thoughtless pieces of garbage but if <laughs> someone like comes with like a really well informed like let's say weirdly a marxist critique of transformers <laughs> and has like i this... actually want to see that <laughs> I actually, um actually uh, kind of Lindsay ellis has a really interesting series called the whole plate where she analyzes the transformers movies from different critical lenses wow interesting wow. Um, <laughs> yeah why but don't like... we do that more i feel like we got to do video essays it would be such a good summer project <laughs> you know so Maybe. anyway but like if you have like an interesting well-informed perspective i can disagree with your ultimate conclusions but i can respect the research and the evidence that you put from the work of art to inform your perspective even yeah. if i think you're wrong wow hmm. jonah this is why you're on the podcast uh, yeah, you, yeah you've definitely given us a lot to like think about and talk about on this wow okay um, yeah wow is that uh that's it yeah is that, all, is that our thoughts yeah, i don't really have anything oh, wow. to say on that like that's a i'm just glad i got my mauler ranting because yeah. like i am too uh, yeah you guys met chris you guys don't know chris but chris and i despise this mm -hmm. guy we we like hate him we hate watched the first like 20 minutes of his last jedi review <laughs> and, uh, it was bad it was real bad also, Trevor, please put the guitar down. No, 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 hold up. We had a transition. Oh, why do I we keep need, doing this? Song transition. Why do we do... I did. I let you do this on the last podcast. I don't want this to be a recurring thing. Okay, it's an hour. This podcast is peak quality. No, thanks. This is like a seamless transition. Oh, yeah. right okay, so now we're going to move on to the next topic. And I'm going to transition with a song, uh, I think. Uh, hold up, I'm sorry. It's uh, just the seamless. nerves. Yeah, seamless. seamless, great. I actually genuinely enjoy how low quality this podcast is. I think it, there's a certain charm yeah, to the low quality. There it is. It's just, Although, it's, just it's, us. it's very easy for me sitting here to call us charming. Mm -hmm. but that's also <laughs> Yep, that's that's the one. That's I did it. We did transition go we got we got to really get a lot more people listen to this i think a lot of people would really like i think well, like <laughs> there's certain like there's a lot of people in film club that i think would genuinely enjoy this podcast yeah but also it's sort of weird listening to a podcast of people you know because you can just talk to them yeah but Damn. they they can just hear our thoughts and they won't be able to talk back mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how we like it we like yeah. to be right we like our yeah because we're our we're always right yeah did you read our podcast description we're narcissists or <laughs> listen more to find out <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh who else you want to introduce this next i feel like i've introduced the other time you introduced this next topic oh, okay uh, I actually, I actually introduced the last one but i'm gonna introduce this oh, one okay anyway. then i'll introduce this so one. <laughs> um yeah, so our next topic was handed to us by our friend Param, which uh, we've mentioned before. I, you know, we should have him on the podcast. Yeah, we have mentioned him enough. We have mentioned him. Wait, I thought he was on the first one. No, no he just rang a bell. He just rang the bell. He rang a bell in the background. Like twice, and that was about uh, I don't even know if you can... I don't even remember if you can hear the bell, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a fun story. We'll have to yeah. tell it sometime. Um, but anyway... Um, oh yeah, so this... So the podcast idea he gave us is, will all of our podcasts be deep and meaningful? <laughs> well, will do, do our podcasts need to be deep and meaningful every time we talk and record ourselves? So what are your thoughts on this, Jonah? <laughs> yeah, jo new, newcomer Jonah, give us, give us your thoughts. Um, well, you see, the ideas of deep and meaningful are a very subjective construction. Mm. So to one man's perspective... <laughs> what we could be talking about is vapid and meaningless but to another man it is like this elevated speech where like we are talking on a different plane of existence wow wow so i suppose you just have to make the podcast and talk about what's interesting and let everyone else determine whether it's deep or meaningful Durga, what are your thoughts wow Jonah, I'm glad we had you on this podcast. You've, you've delivered some interesting ideas. I have to admit, what I just said was entirely fake deep, but uh, I'll take right. it. It was a hashtag I'm 14 Here, and this is deep. Here's, here's the thing ultimately, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm. And 
this is our fucking podcast. So we're going to make yep. this podcast however we want to make it. Yeah. And if you guys like it, that's great. And if you don't like it, go listen to a different podcast. Go listen. Actually, go. you should don't go listen. We're trying to, trying to oh, gain yeah. viewership. I'm sorry. Please Keep listen listening to our, pod- to our podcast. But also listen to other podcasts and email us ideas that we can talk about. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like our ideas, send us an email and tell us why we're either wrong, dumb, or a better idea that you have mm-hmm. for what we could talk about yeah. and make it interesting. Feel, feel, feel free to rag on us because, like, yeah. the email is... I, I think I've forgotten the password to the email account because that's how little I use it. <laughs> no, Durga. Don't tell them that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shoot. They can they can email us and we will listen. We will respond. We will, we will respond. I'll get the email back and we'll respond. Exactly. Here's the thing. Uh, our podcast... Ultimately, I don't even know if we can even consider our podcast deep and meaningful. We, I mean, we, we, we make efforts to make them deep and meaningful, mm-hmm. and we have fun with it, or mm-hmm. we try to have fun with it as much as we can. I don't, I don't know if you guys think it's fun or not, but I hope so. Yeah. Um, Jonah, do you think this is fun? I mean, I'm having fun, but I've also not actually listened to the podcast. Oh, I've yeah. only participated on it. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold, wait a minute. Jonah, you're participating in our podcast. You've never listened to our show before? Uh, this is correct. <laughs> He's I not did. one of the 15 people. <laughs> Son to. of a bitch. God damn it. <laughs> We're allowed to swear. I, I, I tagged this as explicit. I know, I know. So it's totally You know what? It's fair. That's okay. You know, we're all busy people. We all have lives to live, you know. You don't have time to, to be, be listening. To be honest, I definitely would have listened if I knew what it was called. Oh, yeah? Oh, oh yeah, we'll send called, it to you. We'll send you a link we'll or something. Send you a link. Yeah, it's called We Start a Podcast. We're on Apple and iTunes. Wait, I, a, oh, Apple. Yeah, we I, are on Apple since like the last time you heard us. Yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, we're now. on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. I guess I already found episode four, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, right here. <laughs> oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> damn. Yeah, so ultimately, here's, yeah, we're going to make it the way we want to make it. Mm-hmm. But like, like for real, though, if you guys have like criticisms of the show, send us an email mm-hmm. at uh at we start a podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. or you can find our twitter handle at no just, no, <laughs> just kidding we don't have a twitter handle. we're not we're not uh, that bougie yeah that's gonna say we're not yeah we're not that bougie to start a free account nope Stop. hey i don't we're trying to be like fuck the people like fuck the system man like we don't have a twitter i mean twitter we're too cool for twitter kind there's of thing. all sorts of communists on twitter yeah well <laughs> yeah are they the, those goddamn sellouts they're not real communists those mm-hmm. twitter shills <laughs> capitalist shills sick of sick of these disney marvel loving i don't know where i'm going with this i was <laughs> so we're cutting that right uh, no no we, we usually don't cut things did you ever cut that thing about drugs? Yeah, we. I definitely cut that thing about drugs. I I was just kind of hoping somebody would listen to it and make sure I cut everything out. Uh yeah. I'll have to yeah, try you should it. probably listen to the actual. Yeah, I'll listen episode. to it. The actual episode. I. So I, I I like one of my teachers has been asking me to send it to him, and I really want to, but like you know, I want to make sure it's like. There's like a certain line I can cross, mm-hmm. but I don't want to like cross it too much. We we made a joke last time about drugs. And then we were going over it, and I was like, oh, wow, that was a really, we should not make that, that joke. Uh, like, what if my mom listens to this or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I, we don't, we don't do drugs. Does your obviously. mom know that we have a podcast? I don't, I, I don't know. We should, we should, we should she advertise. She might finally love you. <laughs> that. Sure. Nicole is awesome. <laughs> I like Nicole. Yeah. We well, should I'm... have Nicole on your podcast. Nicole N- and Matt. That's a little weird. No, it's not weird at all. It's not weird. <laughs> Nicole, I apologize for implying that you don't love your son. That's... <laughs> what if we had Grant or Henry, dude? That'd be fun. That'd be such a fun Grant, time. Grant and Henry are my little brothers, and they are six and eight. So Ooh, That's how you make it real deep and meaningful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, especially Henry, because he's like... Hella smart. He's yeah. like he's the smartest one in Northern Iowa, apparently. So by <laughs> some metric that we it, we don't know. That's a fun story. Yeah, there was, some teacher was saying things about how smart my little brother was, and she thought he had autism, but he doesn't. We, do, we he doesn't have autism. I promise. Not he's that, been vaccinated. So. Not. The, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We should we should actually end this. Like, not, yeah, not 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 saying anything bad about people with autism. Not saying anything bad at all. It's like yeah, you know. It's a critique of anti-vaxxers. <laughs> yeah, it really is. All right. Well, 
We should we should do the outro. Three. Wait, hold up. Uh, Wait, what the hell's the outro? Oh, oh yeah. You'll just have to yeah, you'll yeah. have to listen. We'll yeah, tell yeah, you the outro later. later. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, before we do the outro, mm-hmm. we had to get like all the you know the bullshits out of the way. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with Jonah. Where can the people of the internet find you? On the internet. Mm-hmm. On the internet. If okay. you want people, if you yeah, want like, them to find you. Do you want them to, to find um, your Twitter and your Instagram so and your it's and Facebook? it's that I was making fun of you for not having a Twitter account. Um, but I do not have a Twitter or Instagram account. <laughs> Neither do I. That, um, I guess I technically have, like, these ghost accounts where, like, I follow for news and stuff. But, like, <laughs> I am not, not an active user of social media. <laughs> so you can listen to my voice on episode four of We Start a Podcast. Right. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter as The Beige Lantern. On Instagram. That's a great handle. Yeah. As, as in, on Instagram as The Brown Lantern. On Twitter, The Brown Lantern was taken, so I had to be The Beige Lantern. Um, how do you spell beige i don't know e-i-g-e yeah yeah i'm just an engineer guys i'm sorry the english major can confirm that that is how you spell it so that's how you spell beige thank you (laughs) all right trevor uh yeah i don't i so here's the thing i also don't have a twitter or an instagram i've plugged myself before on this show i gotta i have a facebook that's it (laughs) That's pretty much it. You can find my Facebook if you mm-hmm. want, I guess. And email us. Again, email us at westartpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, send us emails at westartpodcast.gmail.com. Yeah. I have something to plug, actually. Oh, okay, yeah, plug You it. could subscribe to the ISU Film Producers YouTube channel. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a great plug. Wow, all you, of guys us... are, you guys are using this as, as a plug for your... Okay, here's the thing. All of us sitting here on this panel right now... This is a panel. I'm calling this is a panel. Oh, wow. All of us sitting on the panel right now like are, are part of the Film Producers Club. Whether whether I'm the president, Jonah is the, the community outreach chair, and Dirk is just a lonely member. He's one normie. of the normies. I'm just a normie. <laughs> Dirk once had my position, but then I fought him to the death for it. I, I gave up the position. Yeah. Dirk is a spirit talking to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right, Film right, Producers should... Club. Yeah, find us there, on There's on no YouTube. way anyone's listening to us at this far mm. this far end. Uh, I think uh, we've lost everyone. That's, that's fine. Yeah. So we're just going to do the outro then. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's do it. Three, Three, two, two, one. Goodbye, Goodbye, the internet. internet. Goodbye, the internet. (laughs) Yeah.